Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good afternoon, Paige. Good afternoon, Mom. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty good. So today we're talking about neurodiversity and sleep. sleep. Again, I think I just not a preface. Doctor. Not a doctor. Do your own research. Do your own research. Sleep is very important. Even if you're not neurodiverse, you should be sleeping, mm -hmm. um, all those things. Um, so what did you so, learn? Um, I did them based off of like certain disorders. Because if you type in neurodiversity and sleep, you get a wide range of different things. So why you're so, researching, so you broke it down by neurodiversity? Yeah, did break it down by neurodiversity, otherwise you'll learn Thing, really um but for so for ADHD um for whatever so I know that in college when I did psychology I took a psychology class and we had to do a presentation and a paper about a certain disorder and I chose ADHD and I part of my thing was on ADHD and sleep and it used to be part of the DSM, but they took it out because they couldn't specifically say why it was affected or how to really resolve it. So they took it out and they didn't really like, they didn't really know why it happened. And some, some of the articles that I read still said that they didn't really know why, and other part other articles said that they did. I mean, I think. I mean, it's kind of. I feel like it's obvious, right? Based on conversations, based I've had off with of conversations, and yeah. like, I feel like melatonin is already like probably pretty low because we're low on all of the neurotransmitters up in your brain when you have ADHD, so I can assume that melatonin is also affected, which is what so helps you think. What my patients, patients, what my clients, clients complain about most is they can't stop thinking. Yeah, like your mind is too full. They're right. And, you know, you're always looking for dopamine. So, yeah. of course, you're going to follow those trains of thought. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Many adults with ADHD have trouble falling asleep, staying asleep, and waking up in the morning. I know. What's um, your experience? My experience. So actually, um, it also, some of the articles said that um, sleep disturbances weren't really found in super young children up in like silly problems don't happen until the age of 12, which I knew was wrong because yeah. I was. I'm I was seven maybe eight or nine years old and I would go I couldn't sleep and I would go out into the playroom or the den and either watch tv or play because I couldn't sleep <laughs> and then we made like that little basket Full remember mm -hmm. and, stuff. I, and that was specialist yeah. that was well before I was ever diagnosed with ADHD well and before that you even you had night terrors night terrors I did yeah. all of the sleep things. <clears throat> what about your sleep now, though? How does that um, affect your sleep now? Well, I take medicine now. 
but not for, not specific not for specifically sleep, it just has a side effect happily mm-hmm. affects my sleep and so um usually usually I'll like wake up a couple times at night usually to pee it's not usually because I can't sleep but sometimes if I'm like super anxious about something or if something's really heavy on my mind I can't sleep or if I um run out of medication and I they like can't like fill my prescription for whatever reason because sometimes that happens I'll usually like go a night without sleeping but I have melatonin like it's not actual melatonin because you shouldn't routinely take melatonin it like messes up the melatonin that your brain does produce so you shouldn't like do it all the time but I do have them for the times where I can sleep I've taken it maybe like once or twice since I've gotten it but and then I use a weighted blanket and I live in a basement so I live in the basement basement. it's the lower level. It's the it's lower. It's a basement. It's completely finished. There's only one part of the basement that looks like a basement, and that's the storage room. Okay, the rest fine. of the basement is completely finished. We're now completely distracted because our cat has found a bug and is chasing it. And with um, it. but anyway, um, um, <laughs> I live in the lower level of thank you the house. <laughs> So I don't really have a window. Well, I do have, a, I have one of those. A little half basement half window. Half <laughs> yeah. With like a grate and stuff. So my room gets pretty dark. And then okay. I also sleep with a fan, which is also nice. So I sleep. You like the sound. I like the sound. And plus I like the cold air blowing on me. I don't like that we don't have air conditioning. I love being cold when I sleep. I have like lots of blankets and stuff too. I make my my sleep environment yes. very cozy. Yes. Um, I have a client that has blackout blinds for her entire apartment. That's nice. With, um, which she finds super helpful. That would like, be nice. The really like completely blackout. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. I have no reason for blackout shades while I live in the lower level. But that Maybe would one be day. One, one day when I have my own place. Those would actually be pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so what else did you learn about ADHD? Well, let's like... see here. Um, th- there was an article that I read that um, was, they had quotes from Dr. Dotson. Oh, yeah. And one of them was, what? I was just saying his whole name. It's oh, William. Yes. To look up. Dr. Um, William Dotson. Three-fourths of adults with ADHD say their minds are, quote-unquote, too full to sleep. And that by the time they do drift off to sleep, they're in what is called a dead sleep. Dead, dead asleep. Dead asleep. Like, you know how you're knocked out dead. Right. Like, you know. Yes. I sleep like the dead. You do. And that they don't wake up even to, like, several alarms. Yeah. Like our fire, our fire alarm went off or it's like our security alarm went off or something. And I didn't wake up. I was like the only one that didn't wake up. I think everyone else did, but I, I was there sound asleep, which isn't good. No. But if something actually bad was going on, my conscious, I would like, subconscious, I would like to believe, would be like, yo, wake up. That, I mean, 
That's how it's supposed to work, is that your subconscious would truly wake you up if you were in danger. I was supposed That's to how... be able to function off of eight hours of sleep, too, and that also doesn't happen. No, you need more sleep. So, um, Although I read a study that was nothing to do about neurodiversity. It was just about sleep. Mm-hmm. And it was saying that some people only need seven hours of sleep that's but that's actually more the norm for a adult seven. i need seven hours and 15 minutes of sleep Bro, i'd be so cranky if i only got seven hours but of you sleep. need like i need like nine or ten nine or ten <laughs> i would be so cranky so, off of seven i think hours. it's just important for people to find out what they specifically need yeah. because it might sleep be seven for everyone. it might be ten it and might that be 10. would be a big planning difference 11 or 12 would be really nice that's crazy that's half the day (laughs) i know but that would be so nice (laughs) the more sleep the better i think (laughs) um studies have shown that sleep sleep deprivation makes some adhd symptoms worse well yeah obviously if your brain's not working sleep deprivation would make anybody feel worse right even um Artie Tuckman, who's a psychologist from Pennsylvania, I believe, was teaching a class that I was doing. And he said, well, one of his clients was complaining to him that his meds didn't work anymore and wanted them upped. And before he um, would have, or like would put that request into this guy's per, uh, prescriber, he was like, well, let's talk about it a little. And what he actually found out was that the guy was now getting like six hours of sleep instead of eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And that that was probably more the issue than, mm-hmm. than the meds not working. Sleep's, sleep's important. It makes everybody's functional thinking work better, regardless of ADHD or not. Oh, okay. Um, and then another article would also say that um, ADHD medicine, like obviously, it works during the day because you take it during the day. But it can also help you sleep because you know the, the ADHD medicine still does what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to make you like stay awake, right? You're on the wrong medicine if you can't sleep. Yes, but you're you're over. I think dose. Would it would it be helpful if like you took the medicine, your ADHD medicine, also at night to like? I have clients that take. I have clients that take a booster like an hour or two before they go to bed Mm -hmm. to help. Well, one to help them focus on their bedtime routine that they've created with Mm me, and two to quiet the thoughts in their minds that when they do slip into bed they can fall asleep actually but that's not what i mean i i don't know a lot of people that do that talk to a doctor obviously don't don't do it just but dr dotson and dr virtries who now runs dr dotson's practice um or bought at his practice Mm -hmm. um Part of what they say when you start with them is that once you think you're on the right dose, try taking a nap. Try taking a nap. Right? In the middle of the day to see if you can fall asleep. Right? So it's a it's a thing. Um, okay. And then um, prone to um, 
they're people uh, adults with ADHD are more likely to have sleep apnea. Just like when you snore, it's like something in the back of your head is like you're like squished. Tongue slides back to and you start like that's when people snore and stuff. Um, so more likely to have sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, and insomnia. Yeah, three things we did not include in frenemies. Yes, we did. The didn't frenemies we? episode. I think. I think we talked about re- restless leg syndrome. I don't remember the other two. There's other sleep disorder things that I came across too, like like periodic leg something. Periodic. Hold on, it's in here. Periodic mm-hmm. limb movement disorder. Which um, is interesting because when you sleep, when you're in REM, your body is completely paralyzed. It's an evolutionary thing from when we like slept super high up. You're not supposed supposed to move in your sleep. But I think this, either that or the restless leg syndrome is something that my body experiences because I don't ever remember kicking off all of my sheets and making a mess. But that's in REM sleep and you're not... In REM sleep all, all the night time, long. Right? So in those other parts of REM sleep, you but must... wouldn't I remember if I wasn't, like, completely asleep? Apparently not. Apparently not. Because you're like a tornado. <laughs> I am. Um, so what else about ADHD so, and sleeping? Nothing, or insomnia, but, like... Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Lots of people deal with that, but you're, like, more likely... If you have right. ADHD, because brain. Think somnia. Think, yeah. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, you could try doing what Little Page did and get a basket and fill it up with stuff. Quiet activities. Quiet activities, like books, a flashlight, books. Um, <laughs> you said this one client that used I don't to read. Know what else was in it. She used to read technical manuals mm-hmm. to That's things she didn't own. So they were like really boring. Right. And she couldn't like do anything. <laughs> and that's what she would read to fall asleep that's smart. because they were like so boring. That right. I have another client who recently tried to read before bed, but she started reading like a mystery movie, like oh. a mystery book. No, no. But that was like too exciting. You know, it was too a real page turner. So I guess if you're going to read before you go to bed, something boring. you want something that's, well, interesting enough that it sort of holds your interest a little bit. So you're not having lots of random thoughts, but not so interesting that you're so into it that you won't, that you stay up all night reading the book. (laughs) Yeah. Find somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. So you use a weighted blanket. I do use it. Sometimes I also, did you come across other things that might help? People um, fall asleep. Noise. I watched a video last night because I couldn't sleep about ways to fall asleep. That's Cherries funny. apparently have natural, like, or naturally uh, have melatonin in them. So, so that's why everybody gets tired after Thanksgiving well, okay. day. Well, you can get saying. some, and the tartar the tear, t- the tartar the cherry. Tartar. 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 The tartar, the cherry, yes. the more melatonin. The more melatonin there is. So, like, cherry juice, cherry juice or eating cherries. Um, If you write 
And like you can journal. Like a journal. Before bed, just writing down all your, your thoughts and worries will help clear your mind. I think for some people, though, that just riles them more up. I think so, yeah. So I think it just depends, depends on the person. On so try it if it doesn't work for you. Don't then do don't it do it. Um, yoga or like other muscle relaxers because you can't mm -hmm. fall asleep if your body's tense. Well, and there are certain like yoga routines or exercises mm -hmm. specific for going to sleep. Lavender is a very calming essential oil. So yeah. if you have any essential oil thing, or I have shower steamers that are scented like lavender. So I like to take showers at night. Lots of people do. Hot so showers, hot right. showers at night. Well, not super hot. I'm a wimp and I like to take a bit of colder showers than the hot shower. They're still hot. Okay, a warm shower at night will with, help you go to sleep. With um, the lavender. And you can have the lavender. Um, what? Not everybody does. Not everyone does that. I'm just saying Amazon shower helpful. steamers are nice <laughs> if you want to use those. Um, or a bath bomb. You can do that. Bath bombs with candles would be pretty relaxing. I find it weird, the concept of baths. Weird you're soaking in your own dirty water, but... But if you enjoy it, she hasn't ruined it for you now. Well, if you shower um, first, then do it, then you're clean. But that's a waste of water. You do whatever you want. Um, um, so, so, yeah. Um... I would say like having the same routine, routine. yeah, every going day to bed and primes your up. brain to know that it's going to bed, even on weekends, which is unfortunate because weekends are like a day where you can like it's fun. I mean, yes, but if but you're young, that's what you want you're do. supposed to go to bed and wake up at the same time every, every single day. day. Yeah, but. In reality, nobody really does that. Everybody usually stays up a little, at least a little bit later on uh, their weekend, yeah. even if their weekend isn't the actual weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and it, so long as you're doing the same routine, mm -hmm. that's still going to prime your bed, that's oh. your brain that you're going to sleep. <clears throat> so same thing, same one. Uh -huh. um, Speaking about sleeps making you tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, autism now. Okay. 80% of autistics will have a sleep sleep disorder in their lifetime. Oh, goodness. That's, That's horrible. That's a lot of people. Because, <laughs> like, autism is pretty common, too. Yeah. So, that's a lot of people. 80%. That is. Um, insomnia and restless leg syndrome are pretty common. Sleepwalking, sleep talking, night terrors are apparently really common in children, mostly children with autism. But I did read some things where like people, adults with neurodiversities still experienced night terrors mm -hmm. and sleepwalking. I stopped doing all of that thing. I don't think Thank I've goodness. ever sleep walk sleep have I don't think I sleepwalking was a thing i did it when i was fairly i remember doing it when i was fairly older at the beach like once did you i don't remember you doing it since you were like eight. Oh, i don't know maybe nine maybe i'm crazy i don't yeah. know um parasomnia is also common so again the sleepwalking sleep talking sleep paralysis when you yes. wake up 
and, and you can't, you can't move, move, that would be terrifying. That, that. that would be terrifying. I think once you know that's what it is, like once it's like, diagnosed and you know right. what it is. I'm just saying like tomorrow then... morning, if I woke up and couldn't move, I would be so, so scared. I definitely have one particular client that I'm thinking of that has it. And like, he just, when he wakes up, he has a little like routine that he goes through in his like, can head they make it stop or do you just have to well wait? he just has to like calm down because he gets really anxious about it so right. once he calms down it it gets better and it's okay. not very long like okay. it's or at least for him it's not doesn't last very long but yes i would be i would be terrified if I woke up it's like oh my morning. god what's going on yeah that would um, not be fun mm -mm. Um, see how that'd be scary People who are autistic get less REM sleep. They're in REM for less amount of time. Um, let's see here. They, on average, autistics spend 15% of their time sleeping in REM compared to a neurotypical person who spends 25% of their time in REM. Huh. So you have to sleep for twice as long to get the correct amount of REM sleep. I'm not convinced. I'm convinced that sometimes I don't dream or don't even go through a REM cycle just because I like sometimes just wake up feeling so unrested. Like I didn't like properly get a deep sleep. I'm convinced that my brain sometimes doesn't go through REM. Well, that's something to investigate. <laughs> it is. I don't know how to like solve. I don't know how to like figure any of this stuff out, but mm -hmm. I, I want to know, I want to know what I do in my sleep. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. I don't have Alexis next to me anymore. So, yeah. um, and then melatonin disruptions. So there's like a disruption in their melatonin somehow. Um, let's see here. Um, one that we don't usually talk about. A disorder, or one of the things, one of neurodiversity. neurodiversities that we've never talked about, actually, Tourette's. Yeah, we don't talk about them. I kind of really want to talk about it. It's actually, mm -hmm. it seems like kind of, well, not interesting, interesting, but like, not like, I don't know. I don't I'm know curious. anything. I'm curious about it. I don't know anyone with Tourette's. I don't have Tourette's. <laughs> so, um, it is estimated that 80% of people with Tourette's have sleeping difficulties. Which, I mean, like, I would, too, if I was ticking. If there's, like, a possibility where I w was ticking, that would, like, I think get it's just in the way ticking, though. Like, they have, sleep. like, their muscles get, like... Tense. Super, like... Really tense? Yeah. Like, not, like... like the word tense, tense doesn't tense. cover it. Um... Let's see here. They move around a lot in their sleep, which I mean, like, I do the same thing. So I get that. Um, sleepwalking, night terrors, um, anxiety, if they can't move. I read, like, a lot of things where, like, especially in, like, new relationships, they're, like, afraid to move. So they'll just, like, hold their ticks or their movement back. And then that oh. creates more anxiety, which makes it worse when they have to go to bed. Which I mean, like, that's sad. sad. I mean, like, if if I was, I would hope that my partner was, like, and they knew that I had Tourette's or, like, had to move. I would hope they would be like, 
you you can like chill out you can move as much as you want right when I'm cuddling with my boyfriend I move consistently he's like just you're moving so much it's like yeah I move a lot I'll like put my leg up on the on the top of his couch and I'll just like I move a lot regardless so it's just like it was sad to read um let's see here um it depends on the severity of the Tourette's but some people thick in their sleep too which I could see being kind of frustrating if you're trying to sleep yeah but um because I watch I watched this person on TikTok who has Tourette's she would answer like questions and stuff she I don't think ticks in her sleep she adds like a bunch of like motor ticks and verbal ticks but I don't know. Did you read anything about narcolepsy? I didn't and run we... into anything about it, but I didn't specifically look for it. It kind of came into my thoughts afterwards. So I know, because I know. Is I'm, narcolepsy like. I know a somebody thing? that has ADHD and narcolepsy. Interesting combination. And I've heard of. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> I've I've heard of other people's clients who, oh. who have both. Oh, is it a normal? Um, it's not a normal. It's not a no. It's not normal. But I have heard. But it's it not a common. It's not common. Sorry, I didn't um, mean to offend any of you. But I was just wondering if it overlaps with any other neurodiversity. I don't know. Let's look. <laughs> now I'm curious. But I think we should do more things on Tourette's because I mean, like, I'm curious because, like, this girl that I watched on TikTok made it seem like if she was like, like, if we both had Tourette's and let's pretend that we didn't know each other, we're not mother and daughter. Okay. And we both have Tourette's. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, this Kyle, Kyle likes tacos tick. Like, that's just something that I say. And then you picked it up. Because I like we could pick up each other's ticks. Oh, really? And that's what I got the gist of what she was saying. I don't know if that's like a, a that would be yeah. kind of interesting. What am I looking at? I not? think that would be really annoying. It would also be. want to pick up more ticks than I already yeah. have. <laughs> Me neither. But narcolepsy, bedwetting, Benadryl. People look up some weird stuff on on um Google. Google. Indeed. If you're ever bored, just tie start typing stuff in. <laughs> and you'll learn all that's like, a for sure rabbit hole for so something many. that I just like do. I'll like start typing stuff oh, in goodness. just to see what pops up. There's some pretty weird people are weird. We're all weird, yes. Neurodiverse, not neurotypical. Neurodegenerative. Nope. Not neurodegenerative. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a connection there too. There is no medical. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, no. It doesn't necessarily overlap. Okay. So that those people just must have. Have just both. happened to have both. Well, that would be really annoying. Anything else or any other hacks you read about? Oh, yes. Yes, other... yes. 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 Okay. Yes. <laughs> 
Hold on, I have to go back because it kicked me out. Yes. Um, Pat's being bad. I know, she's being very loud and disruptive today. She Keep going. Up. Um, you pretty much already went over the outcomes. Um, pack, so I already said wedding and writing into a journal. It said to make sure to get enough exercise, but also not to exercise after 7 p.m. Because that also messes up your sleep. Interesting. So exercise, but don't exercise too late. Okay. Um, turn off all computers and TVs and, you know, don't be on the your electronics in the upcoming hours before you go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I would say that's pretty far-fetched for most people. So at the very least. Yeah, I definitely watch YouTube <laughs> while I fall asleep. At the very least, I would say, like, put on a blue light filter yeah. on whatever device you're using. Or I use on my phone, I use a thing called night shift mm. and it makes it really pretty dark. Um, I also make my phone go into bedtime mode. So oh. now it's black and white mm. and dark. So that doesn't really make you want to use your phone. I um, do that on my iPad. I have changed the settings. Right. So my, phone, my computer itself changes the lighting at 7 p.m. So if I'm or working maybe. with a client and we're still on after maybe seven I which isn't usual it it goes darker so um let's see here obviously go to bed and wake up at the same time every day and do you know your all normal, your normal routinely things um just stop drinking caffeinated beverages or eating caffeinated food so things like chocolate before you go to bed it is really sad chocolate is so good I don't drink coffee regularly, so I only drink it sometimes. Or caffeinated tea. Or caffeine. Yeah, I don't right. drink tea, but sometimes I'll drink a, a one of those um, frappuccino glass things. Yeah. Very rarely, though. But never, like, before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, a middle-of-the-day thing. Um, Let's see here. It said, okay, you can use a weighted blanket. You could mm -hmm. use white noise or brown noise, yellow pink noise, noise, pink noise, whatever. We should do an episode on brown, white, and pink <laughs> um, noise. Or ASMR. So I like to listen to the slime ASMRs or a soap cutting ASMR. It's uh, No, no. the only ones that I don't really like are the talking one when people talk. People are whispering. It's so gross. That and the that's funny. I have a client that specifically listens to them with whispering, and they <laughs> even have ones where people eat, and it's disgusting. It's like, oh, gross. <laughs> Jack would hate it. <laughs> that would actually grind Jack's ears. You want to drive him nuts? <laughs> that's so great. It gear it gears my ears. Mm. It's so gross. Okay, but other ones anyway, are soothing. Other you know. ones are soothing. Um, let's see here. Make your bedroom as cool, dark, and comfortable as possible. You want to um, make it into an area where your brain knows, like, oh, I'm going into this area to sleep. Uh-huh. Um. I'd say if possible, like, depending on the size of your house or your apartment or whatever or, your living circumstances are, like, you shouldn't even do other things in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it should totally be for sleep. Yeah. Whoops. That was the one I was looking for. Okay, I don't know why it moved. But um, a study 
of ADHD adults who have chronic relapsing or were like chronic relapsing alcoholics mm-hmm. show a 95% relapse occurrence between the hours of 11 p.m. and 11, and 7 a.m. due to like them. So don't drink alcohol before you go to bed since it's a depressant mm-hmm. and a stimulant. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep your brain awake. And in the 95%, it, so it was suggesting that they were attempting to deal with their you know, sleep issues with alcohol and it wasn't working because you're still awake. Um, Try using, try doing yoga or other muscle relaxation techniques. I don't know any others besides yoga, but I'm sure there's some mindfulness practices. Okay. Breathing exercises, breath work. I wasn't sure if those were included in muscle relaxation. But I guess your mind is a muscle. So your mind's a muscle, but some of them are like you work through your body, either head to toe or toe to head, and you like tighten your muscles and then release your muscles, right? So Mm -hmm. any of those things would be relaxing and would help you think about something other than the random thoughts that you're having. I also recently saw an article. Again, not specific to neurodiversity, but certainly applies, I think, um, that we're not actually supposed to be awake. Humans, so that's what I mean by we. Humans Humans are not supposed to actually be awake after midnight because it tends to make everybody have more, um, more reoccurring like um, negative thoughts, Mm. right? And so I know a lot of my clients when they're trying to go to sleep and they can't, it's usually because they're ruminating about something that didn't go right that day, right? Or they're like self-shaming themselves or doing something else, right? That's keeping them awake. But now if you're awake after midnight because you had some kind of, you know, FOMO that you're going to miss out on something if you went to bed. Well, there's a whole bedtime revenge, bedtime procrastination thing with ADHD. Are they procrastinating going to bed? But they, you know, because they feel like they didn't get enough me time during the day. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So, no. Um, But now if you're going to bed after midnight Mm -hmm. and you, all people have a negative brain bias. And if you have ADHD, it's even more significant. So now you're really like that thinksomnia can turn pretty negative for, for everybody, but specifically people who are neurodiverse, I would say. Um, But he doesn't go well with clothes. Oh, that, but he does. does. Um, I also, so I don't know if this is actually a thing or if I am just special. (laughs) You're very special. But I have sometimes my problems in sleeping aren't like any of the things that we're talking about. And it's just like a sensory thing. Oh, yeah. Like I have to sleep with clothes on. I tried once not doing that and I could feel all of the fibers of everything. And it was very overwhelming. Or I'll sleep with a fidget. Not like a super, like, not slime, because slime could get into my hair because I would leave the cap unlocked. 
if I fell yes. asleep and then yeah, it would yeah, get in my hair. So I sleep with like a poppet or something like small and in, in my hands or so it'll like I'll wake up with a fidget next to me usually or like in my bed I'll have fidgets in my you bed. Hunt for yes because I like I don't know fidgeting helps helps all times of the day I'm always fidgeting you can ask anybody I wonder if other people who so yeah sensory, sensory processing seems to be something that I wonder if affects people, my sleep especially like people who have autism who are like really tactorally sensitive you know like they only wear long pants or they only wear shorts or they right. have to have no tags in their clothes Ooh, yeah right um I wonder if they also have issues sleeping. It's like, right? like your I, beds and blankets are very overwhelming. Like I like the feeling of a blanket. They're nice and soft, but like sometimes like, you feel all of the fibers. Have you ever experienced all, no, of, but all if there's of the fibers? No, there's a under me at all. Like I'm seriously, I am the princess in the pea. But <laughs> if there's a small wrinkle under me, it will wake me up. Actually, I, I've I've felt things. Right. In so my like bed. I don't even know how you sleep with all your jewelry on. Like oh. that would drive me. Like laying on any of that would drive me insane. Well, I take out interesting. all my earrings. Well, I forget to except put for them the back new ones on that can't I come out. Take it off. I take out all my jewelry. I take out the I sleep with my wedding band on. Right. Well it's like flat. It's so. pretty flat. Um and everything else comes off because any little bump or wrinkle even, under me even this bracelet this bracelet can't come off it's okay. a prayer bracelet but god's not going to keep me awake he's going to help me go to sleep mm-hmm. um so yeah, only if that's his plan it's always his plan um, <laughs> unless i need to be woken up for something else um right so i, I like my biggest issues sleeping are almost always sensory i'm mm-hmm. too hot i'm too cold oh, there's yeah. A bump under me there's huh. you know poor dad there's a noise <laughs> i heard something i heard something I, and our in our house our kitchen closes when i go to bed because the kitchen is across the house from where i am but it still wakes me up if somebody's in the kitchen um i think that's just mom hearing mm-hmm. because that wasn't as bad when I wasn't a mom, and now it is. It um, like motherhood messes up people. I mean, you get gray hair, and you can all of a sudden just know things. Eyes be in the back of your head. Okay, kind of tricky. Um, was there anything else about sleep that you learned that you wanted to mm-hmm. impart before we go? But thing with blanket, the the whole <laughs> thing with with the. No, all stuck on the blanket now. And the no, fibers. I can't. Well, uh, well, yes, it really does. Like all of the fibers, mom. I can't stress this enough. All of the fibers. I understand. Okay, <laughs> but no. So, like, sometimes well, I don't have this problem because I'm an adult. But like with a child, you're not supposed to let them sleep with a weighted blanket on because, like, you don't want them to like get trapped <laughs> under it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. It's really not, but like, (laughs) but it's funny that like we need to tell people that. I just thought that was common sense. Well, like, well, yes, but like I read that about like because I've thought about getting like other weighted blankets, like ones that 
because my weighted blanket is just a sheet and then the weight likes to move to the bottom. Okay, because you have a like early on one and yeah before and there's they start some making them better. there's Yeah. some that are like weaved in and stuff so I was like doing research about them Yep. and it says like don't let your child sleep with a weighted You blanket also like on shouldn't use them on your animals because your animals don't weigh what you weigh. right And you're, you know, who maybe would put who would if put you have one over like, a dog or a cat or a hamster maybe if you have like a 150 pound dog maybe and you're also about 150 pounds, that you right could share your blanket with your dog. right so your dog You're like, probably doesn't your 11 pound cat does not want right your 25 pound weighted blanket No. i would squish it Use your head. don't do that but no but like then how do the little ones sleep do you have to get like I mean, unless You could do you like do a gravity like blanket. gravity blanket or, or I have a travel one that's only like five pounds. I still wouldn't use one. I wouldn't use one of my kids, but you might, You wouldn't I don't know, have like, given seven-year-old Paige a weighted blanket? no, You wouldn't um, have? but like when you were little and Alexis was little, she Right. used to have that, um, she used to have therapy, but we would do the same things on you as we would do on her. you were supposed to be the role model, but it ended up that you needed it too. Um, Good job. but we had that that brush, like there's a special brush that the ROT gave us, and we would brush your arms and your back. You loved it. Like a sensory brush? Yes. I've heard of those. So you would brush the arms and your legs. We only did Alexis's arms Obviously. and her back because She couldn't she had feel lower her legs. legs. We would do all of you though. Um, She didn't like it. and you loved it. You loved it. Um, Interesting. there was also another exercise that OT gave us to like put you between like we talked about this last time I think too The pellets. the pillows and squish you. Had didn't really think like, oh, this is weird that you love this so much. That's No, not normal. it didn't. Um, there was no, there was no, It's no. okay. It's okay. Um, right. So there's lots of stuff that like I don't know if you have a kid who's having trouble sleeping. Maybe do that. Your OT knows tons of crap. Talk to your OT. And if your kid has Squish them between two pellets. any kind of sensitivity issues and they're not seeing an OT, you should be requesting one because an OT can be super, super helpful with sensory integration Or issues. sometimes if I can't sleep, I'll like lay upside down, whether off my bed or just like on the other side of my, I like being upside down. I don't know what it is. That's I just weird. like being upside down. I'll just like lay there sometimes, just like with my head back and I can like see everything upside down. I don't know what it is about it, but I like being upside down. That's very odd. It is really odd. I um are you good? Yeah. You imparted all your knowledge and weirdness I think that I you have would like to the impart. fibers, Mom. The fibers, all the fibers. all the fibers. I'm gonna call this episode all the fibers. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.